0: September is time for riders to celebrate and unite in their passion for riding. This year, it's all about getting ride ready. 21 for September provides you with 21 things you can do to help get yourself prepared and stay up to scratch while out on the roads. Ride Forever courses have been making a huge difference in getting riders ride ready. There's plenty more happening throughout Motorcycle Awareness Month. Go to rideforever.co.nz and check out 21 for September. Thank you very much, Motorcycle Awareness Month, for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast. Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast during Motorcycle Awareness Month. My name is Ray and Great to have you along. If this is the first of our podcasts you've listened to, please do hit that like and subscribe buttons. Feedback is always welcome as well at Kiwi Rider, uh, at uh, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. Later in the show, we're going to catch up with a Motorcycle Awareness Month uh, ambassador by the name of Ross Grattan. If you know him, you know him. If you don't, you're about to. The top five takes a break this week, so let's get into a couple of the 21 for September checklists right now. 21 for September a simple checklist of 21 things you can check to make sure or increase your chances of making it home safely number three remember the classics ease into the riding season and refresh that feeling by practicing your technique number seven check your brakes relax into your ride knowing your brakes are working sweetly Number 16, ride like you're invisible. And number 20, raise your sights. The further you look ahead, the more time you'll have to react. It's 21 for September. 21 things to remember to help you get home safely after every single ride. It is Motorcycle Awareness Month, so get out there, enjoy your ride, and make sure that you can get home safely. More information at rideforever.co.nz. joining 20- this week. Well, we've talked to the young racer. We've talked to the older or middle-aged Harley rider. It's time now to talk to someone who sees us at our worst. He spends all day, every day riding a V-Strom. It is one of the two bull bikers based out of Wellington, a motorcycle trainer, Ross Gratton. G'day, Ross. How you doing? I'm good, Ray. How you going, buddy? Yeah, you're getting there. It's spring and it's warming up and we're getting our bikes back out and I thought it would be good to have a chat somebody like yourself who as I said sees us at our worst no worries at all Uh, so thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat Um, how long have you been riding well
1: 39 years I first got on a bike when I was 11 going on 12 and um, haven't really stopped and I turned 50 over the winter
0: oh nice congratulations happy birthday oh thank you um how long have you been training so
1: we i've been training for this will be my 11th year doing it full time
0: and what was it that made you switch from being a rider to being a trainer
1: well it could be happenstance it could just be the stars aligning um Stuart and myself had done a whole bunch of of training for ourselves and that's how we met and um over discussion we realized that there was a little bit of a hole in the in the market in wellington there were you know plenty of 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 instructors but not that many great communicators and so and not that much in the way of empathy you know try and put yourself in someone else's shoes and and walk their walk rather than walking your walk um and so i'd been working at it at the time and uh, had a bit of a crisis in IT and I got made redundant. And so we decided to uh, throw our hands in the ring and give it a go. And the rest is history from there.
0: And just because you're a trainer now doesn't mean that you don't like to get out on two wheels and have a ride. Absolutely not. Every day
1: I enjoy riding, whether it's raining or sunshine or cold or warm. That's one of the great benefits of doing what I do for a living is that I get to ride every day. And I get to
0: ride with different people every day. You know, there's there's hardly a downside in that. So you're not likely to put your bike away in the shed over winter like many do, but I'm picking that your process for getting out on the bike every day starts with some certain checks, yeah? Absolutely, yeah, yeah.
1: One of the things you're looking for, and it doesn't matter whether the bike's been put away for a day or a week or a month or three months, is that you want consistency in your ride. I want my bike to behave the same way every time I take it out and so I'll be checking my tire pressures you know if it's been a while it's going to be before that ride if it's if it's a, a normal work week it's two or three times a week I want to make sure that they're within of where they should be you know I'm going to make sure that my fluids are where they should be I'm going to make sure my chain is you know clean and tidy as much as I can keep it because you know, a dirty chain starts to sap power, especially if you're on a much smaller bike. Um, make sure my lights are working every morning because every light on a motorcycle has a purpose. It's there to give information out to other people. And if it's not working, is that lack of information going to be a problem for me or a problem for someone else? You know, checking your tyres... Not just your pressures, but you know, what's the tread like? What's the sidewall like? What's the tyre compound like? You know, is it starting to v off at the front? Is it starting to flatten off at the back? Just, i kind of being a little bit more involved in making sure that that bike is as good as it can be.
0: Fair enough. We say check the tyres, and for somebody like yourself, I can imagine you're going to go through the tyre tread faster than the is going to deteriorate. But for people that don't ride quite as often, what do they, what do they need to be looking for? Like, how long does a tyre last? Well, I mean, how long's
1: a piece of string? Because we can talk about once the tire's on the bike, but then how long's that tyre been sitting at a bike shop? How long's it been sitting at a, a distributor? I mean, from the date of manufacturer, that clock's gonna start to tick on that tire. The more heat cycles that it's exposed to sitting in a warehouse somewhere, that's gonna start to age it. You know, the the compounds in that tire will perish over time. My preference is that I I want a tire that's when it goes on the bike, it's no more than a year from its date of manufacture. And then what I'm looking for in my tyres is obviously wear and wear patterns then that's going to tell me, you know, the state of my suspension. But if you're you're not doing big Ks and your bike gets parked up, you know, have you left your bike for three months with slowly flattening tyres and so you've kind of kinked the rubber? Um, Is the tyre multiple years old and you're starting to see evidence of cracking and fraying, which would show some perishing? You know, because it's not just is the tread in good. Nick, does the sidewall still up to the task? Is you know, there's there's a lot to it. I mean, the great thing nowadays is that you really can't buy a bad tire, but you can certainly make it a bad tire if you don't take care of it.
0: Um, what are the, there's two more two more questions that are sticking in my head, but the next the next few answers might bring more questions out. What are the, some of the things that go through your head? Um, while you're riding that can help you make sure that you make it home at the end of the day? Okay, that's it's a pretty deep question.
1: The things that go through my head, one of it is a, a reasonably well-developed um, sense of I'm aware that I'm vulnerable, I'm aware that I'm functionally invisible, and I'm not a victim. So one of the things that kind of sticks in my craw is that quite often you say, oh, I ride like everybody's out to kill you. But that's not, necessarily the truth if someone's out to kill you they're actively looking for you because they want to kill you where we sit as motorcyclists is that people even if they are actively looking they may not be actively looking for you or for your type of vehicle so they can look and not see so for me what's going through my head a lot when i'm riding is if i was truly invisible how would i move through this space ensuring that i'm safe Right? I'm thinking, if there's a car that could pull out, will it pull out? And if it's going to pull out, what am I going to do about it? So it's it's more an active management of your situation. You're not waiting for something to develop in front of you. You're looking for the problems and you're planning in advance.
0: I can't remember if it was you or Stu that told me, when you're passing through, say, a T-junction and there's a car stopped on your left, keep an eye on the front wheel and see if it's turning, because it's easier to tell if that wheel's turning than it is to tell if the car's moving forward.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's one of those, it's the first sign of movement. And especially if you're approaching a your T junction you've got a car of 90 degrees to you. One of the big things about modern cars, and we're always going on about the five-star ANCAP rating, but in order to, reach, to achieve that kind of rating, the number of airbags in that car is going up and up and up and up and up. Now, if you look at the A pillar of your standard car nowadays, you know, it's five times thicker than it used to be in the eighties. So you've got some massive visual blocks. And you can see someone sitting in the driver's seat, looking left, looking right, and it all looks great. Oh, they've seen me. Or have they? Or have they seen the A pillar? And if you actually unless you're seeing someone move around. And so you can't rely on what I think I'm seeing as a reaction to the driver themselves because they might be reacting to something completely different. The act of, but if that wheel starts to turn, then I can see something's actually happening.
0: You I mean? mm, Absolutely. And ever since I was told that, that's the one place I look. Um, you've seen us at our worst. You've seen all sorts of riders come to see you at, at, at Two bull Bikers. What are some of the common issues that you come across? Some of the
1: common things we see... People who
0: overestimate the skill base, and
1: so they may be making some decisions based on a bit of ego, rather than a, a, a realistic understanding of where they're at. Um, people who get completely focused on what's happening in front of them, completely forgetting that things come from all around. That 360-degree awareness is is the thing you really want to be kind of cultivating and working on. Um, quite often, what I see is, is, especially in younger writers or newer riders, is is a complete lack of understanding of how to keep that bike in fighting form. I mean, I'll I'll quite often have riders and I'll say, well, I've had my bike for 12 months. Great. When did you last check your tire pressures? Never. When did you last lube your chain? Or do you have to lube it? (laughs) I guess it's if, you're, if you've been writing for a while and you've grown up doing that, you've kind of got a little bit more of an ingrained understanding of, hey, yeah, I've got to take care of this thing. Um, but that's not necessarily something that people are developing straight out of the box. So, you know, being able to give that's a really big thing. Um, my big bugbear, I guess, is, is 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 having the conversations that normally start with, well, I saw on YouTube, <laughs> uh, you know, um, and look there's some really really good training and really good information on youtube but it's also balanced out by a whole bunch of quite dangerous stuff um or or skills that are based in a different environment you know you know someone saying, well this is the way it has to be done but that's many more of a track technique or you know we all have that idea of this is the ultimate truth. But is it my ultimate truth? Is it your ultimate truth? It's that, I guess, the difference between going to a a trainer or, say, on a ride forever course is that we're legally responsible for every word that comes out of our mouth. And if something's not right, we're held accountable for that. Where someone putting something up on YouTube, really, well, what do you need? You need a camera and a face and hopefully some people who will follow you. And so I'd love to see people developing that sense of discernment of what is good information, what is information, and what is poor information.
0: Yeah, yeah you're exactly right. I mean, I can sit here on a podcast and say uh, trail is a load of crap and you should do it all before you go into the corner and, 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 and then Aaron Slight will say something completely different and you've got a, an opinion on that on, uh, as well, I can tell. Um, but... You really do need to hear it from the certified trainers uh, across New Zealand who are talking about the exact rules that we have in play and the exact road conditions. So I I hear what you say, and I, I agree with it. Yeah. Not necessarily what you want to hear sometimes, but it is what it is. Ride forever courses. We've got one that would suit pretty much, well, we've got one that will suit every single rider across the board, and it doesn't matter whether you've been riding 50 years or 50 minutes, does it? Absolutely. So your 50-minute rider, come along and do an urban. You know, come along and have that
1: first experience of some on-road training. You know, if you've been riding for many, many years, come along and do a gold course. Or, you know, if you're up for it, come and do a silver course and see how you stack up against the licence standard doesn't matter what level you're at, there is going to be something in one of those courses. And if you come along and spend the day riding with a whole bunch of like-minded individuals, and maybe you only come out with one thing that you go, hey, yeah, that makes sense. That can't be a bad thing.
0: I, I, you know? I really, I, I haven't done a ride for every course in, in, in uh, 18 months, two years. But, um, and, and COVID definitely got into, in the way of that. Um, but man uh, I I like going on those courses getting the cardo on the helmet and just having those conversations because you're out on the bike or or standing around chatting having a coffee for for over 8 hours uh, which you don't know what you don't know and having those conversations can bring you into having those conversations bring you into contact with people who have have a completely different mindset on the way you might approach a corner for example Um, absolutely so I really enjoy them I think they're great uh, but uh, generally, you pay about fifty bucks to do a, a gold course, for example. But it's it's not valued at fifty dollars, is it?
1: Absolutely not. So, yeah, you, know, you might pay fifty dollars, and what you're paying is a booking fee to secure your space on that course. The vast majority of of the funding for that is coming from ACC, um, and, and you know you are getting a professional, world class course. You know, and that's don't think you're coming along and it's only going to be $50 good or $20 good.
0: You know, if it wasn't ACC paying, for right Free you doing it, ACC paying that course would cost you what, 200, 300 bucks?
1: Oh, 300 plus, probably closer to 400, you know, for a one or, you know, if you're doing that in just outside of any kind of, of subsidy. Um, and the great thing about it, and you've kind of alluded to it. When you've got a whole bunch of people and it's a different group of people on every course, someone might ask a question or make a comment that sends your mind down a different track. And that's the great thing about these courses is no two are the same. Because of the mix of riders and the mix of experience and the mix of bikes, every conversation changes. Every kind of discussion can go down all sorts of different paths. And I love it because every day I will pick up something you know, that will be different for me. Because I'm no different, just because I'm running the course doesn't mean I'm not going to learn something. You know, what the instructor's job is quite often is to be the conduit of knowledge, to pull out all the gold that you can out of everybody and distribute it amongst the group.
0: I really like the approach that you guys have, and I know a lot of other trainers do this as well, but it's not, especially on the gold and the silver courses is it? it's not that you're sitting down and telling people they're doing it wrong we're not going to school um we're we're sharing knowledge and having a conversation right yeah absolutely and that's the whole thing it's
1: not i mean at the bronze level there is a little bit i mean it's still in context and it's delivered on the side of the road But you're taking people who really know nothing, and so you are teaching. When we get into the silver course, it's a little bit more performance coaching, and the gold course is absolutely in that it's performance coaching. It's not about saying you're doing anything wrong, but what can you do more right? You know, so how can we take the, the skill base that you already have and augment it or encourage it further and further? You know, we want to help you to be the best that you can be.
0: Ross Gretton Two Ball Bikers, thank you so much for your time uh, on the podcast today and many, many other times over the years. I uh, really appreciate you uh, sharing your knowledge with us, not only in the courses but on the podcast as well. Um, if anyone's in the Wellington region they want to catch up with you, what's the easiest way to get hold of you?
1: So easily just uh, either drop us a, a message on our Facebook page or go to www.twobaldbikers.co.nz.
0: And you, uh, you're all you're all over the Wellington region, are you? You're not just in Wellington Central. No, no, no. So, you know, we run courses
1: of what it up Wellington region. We go up. Uh, I do quite a lot of stuff up um, out of Manfield and the Manawatu. Um, we have uh, trainers up in Taranaki. So, you know, we're we're out and about, and fingers and lots of pies.
0: And if you can't catch up with the two board bikers by for any particular reason, uh, head to rideforever.co.nz, and there's a page there that lists all the facilitators across the country. Uh, get yourself on a, on a course uh, at the start of the season and sharpen up those skills when you first get your bike out in spring. It is Motorcycle Awareness Month which means we're saying to people not just to car drivers to watch out for bikes but for to motorcyclists to uh, you know, think about your road positioning, think about getting your gear up to scratch and your bike up to scratch for a wicked summer because we had a crap summer last year it's going to be a whole lot better this year. Ross Gratton, thank you so much for your time.
1: My pleasure right talk to you soon.
0: And that about wraps up the show thank you so much for listening this is kiwi rider podcast my name is ray Huron. kiwi rider magazine free magazine out twice a month absolutely free for you over 150 pages of kiwi motorcycling goodness can be found at kiwirider.co.nz all my content goes up at moto.nz.com and the youtube channel new video every single week moto nz search it out matthew day gillett my co-host occasionally he does the news for the magazine and runs moto and runs on throttle.co.nz hit that like button hit that subscribe button send us some Feedback either by the comment box or you can email me podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. Otherwise, I've been Ray. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. Keep the rubber side down throttle on, enjoy motorcycle awareness month, and we'll catch you in seven days' time. This episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast was brought to you by Motorcycle Awareness Month. It is September and it's time for riders to celebrate and unite in their passion for riding. This year it's all about getting ride ready. 21 for September provides you with 21 things you can do to get prepared and stay up to scratch while out on the roads. Ride Forever courses have been making a huge difference in getting riders ride ready. There's plenty of promos and things happening throughout Motorcycle Awareness Month. Go to rideforever.co.nz to find out more. Thank you very much Motorcycle Awareness Month for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Rider podcast.